This is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hey guys, welcome to episode three. I'm so excited to have you here today. Uh, today's, it's, uh, we're going to get a little bit heavy. We're going to dig up some dirt today. So before we do that, I want to take time to celebrate because if we wait until we have lost the 25 pounds or we wait until the day that we run a 7:30 mile or wait until our podcast is the number one podcast on iTunes, well, we're going to be really unhappy along the way and we're probably going to give up. And yeah, you know, I always do this with my coaching clients, so I expect myself to do it as well. So here are some awesome words from you guys. I just want to shout off the rooftops. I read all your comments and I hold them dearly. So thank you. This first one is Sherry. Sherry says, you truly inspire me. I appreciate your heart. Thank you so much for sharing. I have some big goals that I am working earnestly to achieve. You're helping me more than you know. Thank you. So Sherry, a stranger from the internet, I am, I have so much faith that this is going to be a huge year for you and I'm excited to play a small part in your hero story of 2018. And this next one is from Mary, Mary Sherry, kindergarten teacher here, love the rhyming. All right, Mary says, I wanted to let you know that you have contributed to a huge change in my life. I am now stronger and healthier than I have been since high school. (laughs) you've changed my mindset from wanting the perfect body to being healthy and just a better version of myself all around. My mental and physical health is better since I first started working with you. I just wanted to let you know you are making a difference in people's lives for the better. And I wanted to thank you for that. Uh, Mary and Sherry, I just want to say a big thank you to you guys because hearing your words lets me know that what I'm putting out there is being received and it's actually helpful. Um, one of the biggest struggles in my coaching business the last two years was just kind of feeling like no one really cared what I was saying and that kind of everything I was doing a waste of time uh, because I wasn't being received and most of it had a lot to do with my own confidence and just kind of the platform I was using to coach. So I'm just really excited to be doing this on my own to be able to reach more people. So guys, thank you so much for your words. It really helps me know that I am on the right path and, you know, there are going to be a million bumps along the way, but really it helps so much. So thank you. And, you know, whatever journey you are on, make sure you to you stop, uh, reflect, celebrate. Um, it will make things a whole lot easier on the journey. Okay. We're about to get into some masculine energy. It's coming your way. I'm not really one of those coaches who is just a cheerleader, just telling you how great you are. I mean, I'll do that for sure. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. But sometimes we need a real talk to get ourselves going. Today's talk is all about motivation and how our interpretation of the word might actually be the very thing that is hindering us from seeing success. So let me start out by telling you a little bit about previous versions of Jacqueline. Um, before I began running, I was not a person who was all gung-ho about setting goals and just like knocking them down. I was not competitive growing up. And although I played sports here and there, I mean, it really was only because my parents made me play them. And once kind of like everyone started getting really good and competitive and practicing a lot, I was not, yeah, no, no, no. I got dropped from teams. Um, I never really took the time to practice anything. And I had never set like a New Year's resolution because I was like, well, this is just how I am and I'm always going to be this way. Um, so I'm not going to work on 
changing anything because people don't change. This is just who I am. And I, I will say there was that one summer in high school when I wanted to learn how to do a bridge with cards, you know, like when you shuffle them. And like three days later, I learned to do that. So that was something, you know. And then there was like another time that I wanted to learn how to raise one eyebrow. So I would stand in the mirror and like hold one side of my forehead um, to make the other side move up. And so, yeah, you know, I, I guess I did accomplish two goals that I set out to accomplish. But I mean, ladies and gentlemen, that's that's what I was working with here, you know not huge big life goals or accomplishments um I was definitely starting at ground zero I'd say so in the first episode of this podcast I told you how my 30th birthday was um the big motivator for me losing weight that's when I started changing the food I was eating that's when I started running that's when I started doing things for me and when my grandfather passed away right before my 30th birthday I fell off the wagon and I stopped taking care of myself Okay, so there was kind of a lot going on there. It was really, it was, it was hard. It was a really hard period. Um, but when I look back on it, I was really upset with myself for letting everything that comes along with life kind of shaking me up. I was really disappointed in myself. And for my 31st birthday, I just, I did not want to let myself down again. I had worked so hard the year before and then, you know, I had just stopped caring about myself all at once. And and I hated it. You know, I hated how I didn't meet my weight loss goal. I hated how I had just completely given up on running because of life. Um, and what it really comes down to is, like, I really hated how I finished up my 20s with this, this disappointment in myself. I hated the way that made me feel. Um, and I want to take a second and say, like, this is not one of those moments where I'm seeking someone to say, like, well, you did fine, Jacqueline. Like, life was really hard. Don't feel bad. You know, I'm not, I'm not looking for that right now. I think we really mean well, and we say these things because we want to help people, right? Like, we're all really good, awesome people. Um, I think people in general are really kind and they, you know, we hate seeing other people in pain. So we want to be that cheerleader. We want to cheer people up, right? But someone telling me that it's okay that I didn't meet my goal was not what I needed. Um, I didn't want anyone coddling me, like coddling and holding hands, you know, while very well intentioned um, and have their time and place. Um, it, they, they keep us where we are and they limit our expectations of ourselves. They limit what we actually set our minds to working on. And for my 31st birthday, I didn't need coddling. I needed, I needed to use that pain and that disappointment that I had in myself when I turned 30. I needed to use that to work hard and ensure that I would never feel that pain and disappointment again. I needed to accomplish a goal without half-assing it and without being coddled. And that's when I realized how wanting to get away, wanting to get as far away from pain is actually a huge motivator, probably the biggest motivator I've ever used in my life. So for my 31st birthday, I ran 31 days in a row. I ran one mile every single day. Um, and it, it, the crazy thing is that it, it wasn't hard. I had written out a why. I knew what I was trying to accomplish, and I knew what I was trying to get away from. So running 31 days in a row was just a non-negotiable. This is just what I was doing. 
And when I woke up on December 31st, the day after my birthday, I was like, you know, that was really cool. Um, but it just didn't feel good enough. Like it was only one more day than what I was supposed to do last year. And I just felt like I needed something over the top, just over the top crazy. And that's when I decided, um, 31, not a round number, can't do it. I'm going to run a hundred days in a row, which is absurd, which is insane. I do not recommend it. Um, but that was my goal. And so my goal was 100 days in a row. I would run one single mile every single day. Um, I wasn't really able to work out heavy during this time because I was really taking care of my legs and making sure that they were okay. So lifting, you know, doing squats, um, running super fast or, you know, doing more than a mile just wasn't something that I wanted to, uh, take a chance at. But, um, so yeah, I didn't lose any weight during this time. That wasn't my motivator. My motivation during this time was just to get a, as far away from the pain that I had felt the year prior to prove to myself that I wasn't a screw up, that I could do things and I could actually stick with them without giving up on myself. So I really want to take today to talk about the word motivation because it is a heavy word that is thrown around very lightly. And I think our interpretation of the word can really affect the actions we do. And so usually when we talk about motivation, I always think back to education and like intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. Like that's like the big thing, like, oh, you know, the kids that are intrinsically motivated, those are the ones that just show up to school and they do things, blah, blah, blah. Um, and the ones that are extrinsically motivated, I, you know, maybe we need a behavior chart for them or stickers. We think about those things or we think about people in jobs. Like some people just show up to work and they're just so happy, go lucky. And some people are extrinsically motivated. Um, they're motivated by money. Um, and so I'm not going to tap into those <laughs> those types of motivation right now. But I, I kind of want to talk about motivation in a different way. Um, so we've all said this phrase. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it as well. We've all said, I don't have motivation. I mean, I've probably said that 12 times today. Um, we've said, I don't have motivation. I'm not motivated. You know, maybe in the spring I'll be motivated. Um, you know, oh, I need a deadline to motivate me. You know, I'm really good at things at the last minute, but otherwise I can't motivate myself. You know, blah, 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 all this stuff. Totally guilty of it. But when we use the word motivation in this way, we're making it seem like motivation is this super strong desire to do something or like we have, we'll have a, a ton of enthusiasm to do something. Like we're going to be really super happy about doing it or really super positive. You know, we think that we're lacking positivity in doing something. That's, we're kind of linking enthusiasm and desire and positivity with motivation. But guys, <laughs> I, I gotta be honest with you. Like, I don't know. Do you think I was really like super stinking happy to run a mile every single day for a hundred days in a row? No, I was in Chicago for most of it. Like it's cold in Chicago. Do you think I was like, oh, this is so fun wearing seven layers of clothing and going running outside? No, I ran when I was hungover. I ran when I was moving like <laughs> a 12 hour drive to Atlanta and I ran. Like there was nothing enjoyable about it. Um, but I had motivation to do it 
not a strong desire and enthusiasm. And even now, I wake up in the morning, and I am not a morning person. I wake up at 5.40 every morning to start teaching at 6 a.m. I mean, do you think that I'm, like, super enthusiastic and, like, jump out of bed and, like, oh, my gosh, this is so fun? Uh, no. If you if you think I'm, like, <laughs> I, I'll tell you, no. I, I, I dread it for a little bit of the day, and then class starts, and I'm, like, okay, fine. This is totally fine. I can do this. I mean, do you think that mile 22... A 26.2 mile race. Do you think I'm super enthusiastic about running and thinking, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. Every single part about this is just, you know, I'm just so happy. This is so positive. Oh, this is so great. No, no, no. No one is super happy in mile 22 of a marathon. Or maybe they are, but that's not me. I'm usually like crying and just like, why did I do this? This is awful. I have like no desire to be running the race by that point but I still do it. And so, you know, based on that definition of motivation, like I have the motivation to finish the race. I finished the race. I wasn't super happy and enthusiastic about running, but I did it. I still accomplished the race. So, you know, we got to go back. Like what the heck is motivation? I mean, based on the way we usually talk about it, when we say things like, I don't have motivation, we think of it as this magical thing that we need or we're going to get or we're going to pick it up somehow. Like, like maybe it's this magic specialty drink, you know, this bottle of enthusiasm and we're going to drink it and then there's this green liquid that enters our bloodstream and all of a sudden our blood is bright green and like the flip of a switch, we're like so motivated to do everything. I think that at, that might be coffee for some people, you know, but no, that's, you don't get motivation from drinking something like that is crap. There are plenty of times in our lives that we are not super cheery about getting work done, but we push ourselves to get it done anyway. And so, you know, I teach online, so I'm always breaking words apart. Um, Compound words, prefixes, and suffixes. So, guys, take the word motivation, and we're going to break it down. So it has the base word motive in it. Holy crap, right? (laughs) The word motivation has the base word motive. And so a motive, you know, a reason to do something, right? And then it has Sean, T-I-O-N. I I wish I could be writing this on a whiteboard for you, but just picture it, okay? So Sean, T-I-O-N, it's a suffix, and you add it to to a noun to kind of make it a verb, all right? So motivation is the act of giving a reason to doing something. And so we commonly believe and we talk about motivation as this desire or enthusiasm to do something. And that's why it is so freaking easy to say that we're not motivated because no, we're not always going to desire to do something. We're not always going to be super enthusiastic or super cheery or super happy about doing something. Um, You know, that definition, that interpretation of motivation makes us think that we're trying to get closer to a pleasure point, which which we are sometimes. That That's definitely a motivator. But a lot of times in our life, our motivation is actually to get as far away from pain as we can. You know, I ran 100 miles in a row because I was sick of giving up on myself. I did not want to feel that pain again, that pain of feeling like a loser, that pain of feeling like I could not ever accomplish anything. I wanted to get as far away from that pain as possible 
So I pushed myself to do something, to do something big. We think that motivation is this strong desire to do something. And that's, you know, it's great. It would be wonderful if that's what motivation was. It would be wonderful if life was rainbows and unicorns and it was just like light and fluffy and cheery all the time. It would be wonderful, but that's not reality. That's not. Pain is a huge motivator. Wanting to get up as far away from pain as we can, that is a huge motivator to change our lives. Gosh, guys, sorry. I I get on a roll. I get on my soapbox. So let's just lighten things up a little bit. So, you know, when we're working on a goal, like a a lot of my coaching clients right now, they're working on a 25-pound weight loss goal before summer, which is totally doable. I mean, two pounds a week, that's doable. And so we talk about fun and positive stuff, right? We'll say things like, what do you want to wear? You know, like, what do you picture yourself wearing? What will a 25-pound weight loss help you be able to do, you know? And they might say something like, oh, I'll be able to put my kids down. I'll be able to take the groceries without huffing and puffing. You know, I'll be able to knock 10 minutes off my 5K time. Um, I'll be able to walk confidently at the beach, you know? I'll just, I'll be happier, you know? Like those, yeah, that is moving towards a pleasure point. That's a great motivator. Sorry, I was going to get a little heavy here. We also, we also dive in and we're real because we can't act like everything is going to go perfectly the next three months in life. So I do ask, you know, what's it going to feel like if you fail? How is it going to feel if you do not lose those 25 pounds? How is it going to feel if you stop doing the daily actions that you know you're supposed to do to get you success? How's it going to feel when summer rolls around and you are not where you imagine yourself because you didn't do the things that you said you were going to do? How is that going to feel? And that's heavy, but it's heavy for a purpose. The clients who come to me are women who have felt disappointment in themselves before for not accomplishing goals. They're just like me. They're sick of it. And honestly, like we need to feel that pain. We have to stop pretending that everything is going to be cheery and rainbows and unicorns the whole way. We have to feel that pain so that three months from now, we're not actually feeling that pain. We have to feel that pain now so that we set up routines and behaviors and daily action so that we can get to point B. I, I, I don't work with people that are like, oh, here I am at point A. Everything's great at point A. No, no, no. My job as a coach is to help people move from point A to point B, whatever it is their goal. I don't, I don't push goals on people, whatever it is they want. That's my job as a coach is to help them move along. And so, you know, pleasure is a wonderful and happy motivator, but pain, using a pain point, something that you want to get as far away from as possible, that, that is a huge motivator. That has changed my life. Every single time I have done something for myself and reinvented myself, it is because I failed at some point. I didn't do the actions to get myself to where I wanted to be. And then I stopped and I reflected and I said, Jacqueline, you're better than this. You need to stop giving up on yourself. You don't want to feel like this next time on your birthday. You better, you better be doing the actions to get yourself as far away from this place for your next birthday. And 
And I do want to know, guys, like, the disappointment and pain, it can't be the sole motivator, right? Like, we can't walk around saying all day, like, oh, I suck, like, blah, 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 I'm awful. Like, no, no, and I'm not suggesting that at all. And that's why we have to celebrate the wins and the many successes and, you know, do things to help us enjoy the process. Be around really positive people. We, You know, we have to have those things. But we have to be real with ourselves and we have to picture that pain so that we keep doing the action to work. We have to keep doing the action to work towards our pleasure, to work towards that thing that we want. And it sure would be nice if we were smiley and cheery and enthusiastic and rainbows and unicorns all the time. But it's unrealistic to expect that's possible 100% of the time. And it's also really dumb to quit working on a goal just because you stopped smiling about the goal. If it's something that you really want, you tap into your motive. You tap into your why. You write down what it is you're trying to accomplish, why you are trying to accomplish, and you write down what pain you are trying to get away from. And then you take your why and you post it so that you see it every single day. And I guarantee you, you're going to do the actions because you are so freaking sick of feeling that way. You are so freaking sick of feeling that pain and disappointment in yourself. You're going to use that pain to find the drive to move your life. You are going to use that pain to do the daily actions that get you closer to your goal because no one loses weight from eating salad one time. No one loses weight from going for a run one time. We change our lives. We make ourselves happier and healthier by doing actions every single day, making it a lifestyle habit. So guys, heavy stuff today. Heavy, heavy stuff um yeah it's this is a lot and I'm excited though because just even being able to tell you guys this stuff I know that I'm in a different place than I was just three months ago with coaching because I think these are things that I wanted to say but I didn't know how to word them I I was afraid like oh gosh I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings by saying these things but when I felt the pain on my 33rd birthday that I was not really anywhere further in my coaching career than I was on my 32nd birthday, I kind of decided you can keep playing it small, Jacqueline, or you can be your truest, authentic self. Some people are not going to like what you have to say, but you weren't meant to help them. They can find someone else that can meet them where they are. So I'm really excited. Um, If you haven't heard, I invested so much time and energy in my upcoming 12 weeks, 25 pounds, your best 5k program. And I'm actually hosting a five-day beta course. It's starting on Monday. I would love to have you in there, test out some of my new teachings, very different from when I did accountability groups. Um, you can find that beta course on Facebook at Running to Lose Weight. Just type that in the search bar, uh, and I also put put it in the show notes as well. Um, so yeah, you know, you hear some positivity and uplifting and inspiration for me. Um, you'll hear a step by step guide, and you'll hear some real talk because there, you know, there's a reason that a coach leads a team to victory. Um, And that's me. I am your girl. I am your coach to help you get from point A to point B, whatever it is you're working on. Okay, guys. So amazing to have you here. Have an awesome rest of your week. Bye. Go do something big this week. 